Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Break the Internet, a Lego podcast. Haven't forgotten about this podcast, don't worry, I'm just trying to get along. So today I'm recording it at um, nearly 3 o'clock, episode's supposed to be up by 5. It is quite um, late, but I was just kind of holding on just in case any sort of Lego news was revealed in that time. Um, I think there's probably going to be something out tomorrow. So um, I might see if I can change the date that these episodes come out, because um, at the moment they come out the same time as... Uh, Brickitect's uh, podcast, so I'm going to hopefully change the time of this so that listeners like me who listen to both of them, well, not that I, I don't listen to my own podcast, well, I do when I'm editing, but I don't listen to it at the same time. Anyone who listens to both will be able to hear the two of them at different times because it's sometimes when they both come out at the same time, it's like you have to choose which one you want to listen to. But today we have a good few different Lego topics to discuss. I went to see The Batman in cinemas on Friday nights, so that was uh, two nights ago. I absolutely loved it. I'll be I'll talk that more. I'll talk about that more towards the end of the episode because I want to save the best for last cuz I I could talk about that for ages now. But we're going to start off with the Infinity Saga accessory pack which is the one from Marvel that uh was revealed this week. I don't know exactly which day it, re- it was revealed, but it's coming out on the 1st of April. I'm so excited for it. I think that the Thor sets are coming out on the same day. But um that has Thor, Valkyrie, the Shatari, um Korg and Meek which is a new Korg minifigure. You've probably seen it if you are a fan of Lego Marvel. It's been a lot, in a lot of places, and it has a um, a blaster for the Shatari, which looks like a cannon. So excited to get this one. I am a little bit disappointed that they reuse a lot of minifigures, like Thor, Valkyrie, and Shatari. Uh, Korg is the only new minifigure, but there's five in this set, so that's kind of as acceptable. Five if you count Meek, a new minifigure, which... I'd say I do. So it's a really, really nice set. I actually quite like it. Um, just the, the the new Korg is the main draw to it, which I really like the fact that we're getting new Korg minifigures because I really like Korg as a character and it's a shame that we didn't get any until this year, but I like the way that he's getting a lot of love now. He's one of my favourite Marvel characters. Um, again, same Thor, same bro Thor that a lot of people call him. Valkyrie, which was the minifigure from the What If set. I kind of wish she, she said exclusive because I didn't see a lot of people buy her and I was kind of happy that I had like a rare minifigure to myself, but at least more people will have an accessible way of getting it and a regular Shatari minifigure here. They probably have loads of that figure stocked up in the Lego house. And then there's a build for the Lego Meek, which I really, really like. He has his like, um, his sword robot armor thing i don't know what it's called but he has a really ugly face print like he did in the it's the same face print as the bro thor's new asgard set and then that cannon for the shatori looks like a cool build i don't know exactly how it's made because there's only one photo of the set out at the moment so i don't know how they i don't know how it was put together but it looks quite fun it looks like an interesting build and it has that new that new stud shooter that came out in the Batmobile set, and Korg has one at the end of his staff there. Um, Korg is the best part of the set, but there is a the Shatari cannon. So I'm hoping for more accessory sets like this based on Avengers, because this is our second or third Marvel one, if I'm not mistaken. Because we had the No Way, the Far From Home one, the one based on Falcon and Black Widow. I think that's about it. Yeah, that should be it. Because we got Ned in the far from home one and we got the falcon in the falcon and black widow team up one so i think those are really good sets um but we just have more coming out now and i i think that accessory sets are really underrated lego kind of not even sub theme but a type of set that lego doesn't make enough of because they're really good i buy most of them like i bought the minions one i don't care about the minions but i'm glad that i got the Gru, and i wanted to get minions just because they're iconic and i can use them for memes or something 
but the minifigures in the minion set were really cool so i bought that set like i don't even plan on seeing the movie i i despise minions um but yeah i wanted to get that set most accessory sets they're such good value and that they're only 15 euro and there's five minifigures in this one and and a side build as well so that's three euro per minifigure one's exclusive and the other one's someone said uh, that it'd be 170 euro to get all those minifigures outside of this 15 euro set so that's really good value if you don't have the figures already it's it's a no-brainer you know if you didn't buy the what if set if I didn't buy the what if set I'd be like so excited to get this but I did uh which is kind of my own fault but I'm still gonna get it anyway just to get the new Korg and the meek build looks nice even though you could probably build it out of pieces yourself 15 euro it's not too much and you get a new another one of those Thor minifigures I quite like the bro Thors and another Valkyrie who that means you can use her pieces for Pierce Customs, and a Shatari, who looks nice. He has one of those uh, LEGO Dimension Shields pieces, which in a trans blue, I think, which I really like the look of those. So, you know, it's a good set overall, no-brainer buy, and I like the turret or cannon build for the Shatari. So, yeah, it's a, it's a buy for me. So, the next topic we're going to talk about is the LEGO Jane Goodall set, who is a very famous um, DBE ethologist. There, she um loves chimpanzees. Uh, I don't, I haven't heard of her until this Lego set came out. But the set is really, really cool. It's if you spend a hundred and twenty euro or more, um, until the fifteenth of March. So get it while you can. Wild stocks last. Hopefully, it doesn't sell out. But there's a Jane Goodall minifigure who has an exclusive hair piece, face piece, and torso piece. I probably won't be getting this one. It doesn't really interest me that much. The build is really nice though, but I don't know about the. I don't know anything about her. It comes with three chimpanzees. Uh, and I like the trees, I like the minifigure, but I just, there's no sets at the moment that is worth spending 120 euro. I'll talk about Lego sets that I want to get after this, but other than that, it's just, it doesn't really do anything for me, the set. I, I like the trees. It's a good set, but it's not worth spending 120 euro. I'm saving up my money for when the Irish Lego store opens, and at the moment, I'm not gonna pull the trigger on any sets. If it was April 1st, we got a, cool, a few cool Lego April, April 1st sets coming out, but not at the moment no it's it's a no for me for this set if this is april 1st you know i'd be buying loads of different lego sets like the mechs and everything but not at the moment just because just because yeah there's no there's not enough sets to warrant getting this set i might buy it on the aftermarket no i won't i won't get it on the aftermarket um yeah i won't get it anytime unless it's given to me for free which like there's no chance of that happening so i just won't be getting this set just wanted to inform you guys on that because that was officially revealed this week and a few people did some reviews on it. It looks pretty good. It's a no-buy for me. Next, we're going to be talking about the LEGO brick sketches that were revealed today. My favourite brick sketches. We have the Miles Morales brick sketch, which I'm surprised that they're releasing more because they cost €17. Euro. They're not that good, in my opinion. And they were selling quite poorly, from what I can see, because they're all on sale on LEGO Shop. 40% off? That's like... A lot of money off and they're selling them now they were 20 euro but now they're selling them at the starting price of 17 so i think these are probably going to be the last brick brick sketches but anyway there's miles morales in his hoodie which looks like it's based off into the spider-verse so that kind of gives me the idea well no nah, it's not based off into the spider-verse no nah, it's not based off into the spider-verse but it does kind of give me the hopes that they would do more into the Spider-Verse inspired sets. I'm looking at it now on lego.com. I think it looks really, really cool. I don't buy brick sketches, but I might just get this one, um, you know, put it on a wall or something, or just maybe even use it for pieces, because there's so many useful pieces in this set that I'd like to get. Like there's loads of those 
tiles the one the two by two corner tiles the ones that are just a triangle i love those ones and those slopes that have the uh, the curve in them, the little bit that sticks out there. Looks like there's a lot of nice Lego geometry put into this set, you know, with the angles and everything. I do like, I like a bit of geometry. And then there's also the Lego Iron Man set, which I think he looks a bit better than Miles. I think he translated a bit better because of the way his eyes are built. If, if you look at it quite closely, you can see that it is using the bracket piece and some tiles and also using the rounded one by two plates which I really like those pieces, the ones with the holes and the studs. So the Iron Man set looks brilliant. I really like that one. And it has like some sort of arrow design in the background. Iron Man set's good. I will probably get the Miles one instead though, because I'm not really a fan of Iron Man. There's 200 pieces in it for 17 euro. This is the, the brick sketches are the type of sets that I would, might not even build, you know, just use them for the pieces. But the Iron Man brick sketches set looks good. I don't know who's buying these. I haven't seen anyone buy these, but you know, I think they look good. I'm, I'm very, I'm very happy for the, fan who built these and then they got turned into real lego sets but for me it's it's a pass on the brick sketches to be honest it is based on iron man one that's cool we're getting some sets from the old movies but we're getting them anyway from the infinity saga so i'm gonna pass on the iron man one probably i wish that his face was gold instead of yellow but that would have driven the cost up i understand why it was yellow just a regular it's kind of an ugly yellow though yellow and dark red it's fine. It's it's a mediocre set. I don't really know what to think about it. The stand at the back looks nice. It's just, it's a very basic set. It looks like, you know, it's definitely for kids. What's the age rating on this? It is ages eight and up. Just doesn't really interest me. I like the tile pieces. It's a good parts pack. Other than that, it's, it's just a pass for me. Those were the only two brick sketches that were revealed this week. So pretty good week for Marvel fans. I'm not going to cover any Star Wars because honestly, I don't care about Lego Star Wars at all. So sorry to all the Lego Star Wars fans, but for me, it just doesn't interest me at all. So Brick Sketches, Endgame Battle, and then there was also a leak this week. Um, leak of the week, if you want to call it that, that would have been a good bit of the um, of the podcast, which is a Lego Thor Love and Thunder set. We covered the Goat Boat last week, but this week we have a 20-year Lego set called Attack on New Asgard, and that is Gord the God Butcher, Mighty Thor, and just regular Thor. So if you didn't know, Mighty Thor is Jane Foster Thor and regular Thor is Chris Hansworth Thor. So I like the attack on New Asgard set. It's good if you, it'd be a fantastic set, just like the Endgame battle. It'd be a fantastic set if the goat poke didn't exist because these are all figures we've seen before. I just don't really know what it is. If you look at it, it's really, it actually, it looks like a hidden side monster. It looks like one of those random hidden side side builds that it'd be in like a, a, a 120 euro set. So this one isn't for me. Jane Foster Thor and Thor himself. No side of leg printing, no arm printing on any of the figures. Uh, no leg printing on Gore the God Butcher. Um, no new faces for Jane Foster or Thor. Uh, it has the new helmet piece for Jane Foster, which I'm really fond of. And it does unfortunately look like they're the one hole capes, which I despise the one hole capes. They're really bad. And then there's a big random build. Tech on you has got yeah, it looks like Hidden Side Monster. It also looks like the Scorpion that was in the No Way Home set. And Gore the God of Butcher. I might I I actually I might buy this set. I know I've just excited it, but there's some interesting pieces in the random monster build. And I want another of those Gore God Gore the God Butcher minifigures to make it like a moon knight. And yeah, so that's about it for the Set reveals of this week. Uh, I don't know really what else to talk about. I have all my stuff <laughs> on the list and Google Docs here. Next, so 
Next, we're going to talk about the Batman movie, which I was looking forward to this for so long, mainly because I'd, I was going to go see it with my friends. We planned it for a few months, and we went to Nando's, and then we went to see the Batman. Nando's is so expensive. I didn't... I forgot how expensive Nando's was. It's kind of ridiculous how expensive it is. But it's all right, chicken. It's not worth it, I think. <laughs> so I went to Nando's, then we went to see the Batman. It was so good. Three hours long. I do have some problems with the film, but I'll discuss that in a bit. But at the moment, we're just going to talk about the goods. I loved... Robert Pattinson as Batman. I loved Paul Dano. They just crushed it in the role. I liked Catwoman as well. She wasn't my favorite my favorite part of the movie. She was a lot of people's favorite part, and I could see why. She had a really good story. But for me, the highlight was on Robert Pattinson and the Riddler. Batman and the Riddler. Their relationship was so good. The Riddler's motives and everything. Not going to discuss any spoilers until I give the spoiler warning. I love Robert Pattinson as the Batman. He was really good. I liked Commissioner Gordon, actually. Commissioner Gordon and the Batman, they had a really good relationship. And you could tell that they were kind of... Yeah, they had a, a good cop, bad cop kind of energy going on. Uh, the Penguin kind of makes fun of that in the film. The Penguin was also really good. Colin Farrell, Irish actor, represent. Uh, yeah, he was brilliant. He was really good. I liked the Penguin in it a lot. I, he, he, was, he wasn't even recognisable, Colin Farrell. Yeah, he... I I told my friends afterwards, yeah, Colin Farrell did an amazing job. They were like, that was Colin Farrell? Yeah, it was Colin Farrell. Great job as a penguin. Who else am I forgetting? Uh, Alfred, he was good. I couldn't really see how him and Bruce got along for so long. Because Bruce was kind of rude to him. <laughs> he, was a, he, was, he was kind of like Peter Parker and Uncle Ben. And I, I, there was one point in the movie where I was expecting... Alfred just to say with great paragons, great responsibility, I was like, oh, well, this is, if this is a Spider-Man movie, this is where the line would be, which, yeah, I could see that they did draw a lot of inspiration from Spider-Man and Uncle Ben with the Batman and Alfred. So the main characters, they're really, they're really good. Paul Dano was the Riddler. So good. I really liked how creepy he was. There were some moments in that film when it was actually like a horror film. It was genuinely scary. This, this, there was a scene at the start with him in it, with him in it and that just set up the tone for the film and it was just it was just scary just I was like not not terrifying now but he was creepy you know he'd give you the the heebie-jeebies and there was stuff that he did to the to his victims and it was like oh my gosh they were really pushing the boundaries for the age rating it's 15a in Ireland so that's a bit higher than uh 13s in America so yeah they 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 didn't really push the boundaries for Ireland but if, it, if that was 13s I'd be kind of cautious of letting a like a 13 year old watch it or something but it's so good it's shot beautifully i really really respect matt reeves he's not going to listen to this obviously but great job matt reeves for the amazing cinematography in that film it was so beautiful it was dark it was gritty gotham was such a it was shot in glasgow in england gotham was such a dirty hellhole it was so good i really i really understood why it was such an awful place gotham was amazing the actors were amazing now we're going to talk about a bit of my gripes there was a sideline involving catwoman this is going to be a little bit of spoilery territory here there was a bit of a sideline area with catwoman which I didn't really care about with a character who they didn't really put in the promotion at all. You're going to know who I'm talking about if you've seen the movie. Miles spoilers for this. Yeah, there's a character who they didn't really promote. He is in the trailers. Like, he is, but he, he doesn't really 
they don't really promote him that often. And there's a story with him, Catwoman and Batman, which I I thought was kind of forced and it could have been left out of the film. Um, we're going to dive into full-on spoilers in a minute. So if you haven't seen it, then like leave. But I'll give you the warning before we get into spoilers. So again, that was kind of something I didn't really care for. I liked Catwoman a lot. She was really badass and I liked um, Bruce. I liked her and ba- Bruce Wayne's relationship. Now we're going to get into the spoiler territory, which we're going to discuss a bit more of parts of the films that I did not really like. And also some parts I really did like that had invo- that involved spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. What are you doing? Just go watch the Batman already. Probably, I, I enjoyed it more than No Way Home. Anyway, I'm going to start spoilers in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Like I said, probably enjoyed it more than No Way Home. And... Yeah, the bit that I didn't really like was, of course, the uh, Falcone bit. Falcone, Falcone. I don't know how it's said. I forget, and I don't really care. <laughs> That's see, I didn't really like his part in the film, uh, with Catwoman and Batman. Didn't really care for that as well. When Batman has the, Batman has the contact lens in his eye. I found it quite hard to kind of to believe the fact that he could record everything he had in his day. He everything happened in his day in that little lens that he has in his eye I don't know I just didn't really like that bit I just kind of thought that it was very you really had to suspend your disbelief because the whole thing was such a grounded movie everything could work that's why I hope they don't bring in Clayface or Mr. Freeze or any of the big wacky Batman villains I hope they don't bring any of him into any of those into the sequel because it's a very grounded universe that Matt Reeves has made and I absolutely love it I really like how Everything is so believable. I just didn't like the fact that that was such a handy piece of tech. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that he has loads of other things in the movie that I'm just forgetting about. But that can't... You know, <laughs> they might be real. No, they're, they're probably not. But I don't like the fact that he had a contact lens he could take out of his eye and then watch everything that happened in the, in the day to improve his skills. That was clever, but I just wish that there was... Even if there was, like, a camera on his suit... Like, he put a mini camera on his suit and he watched everything back then. I I could, you know, that would just make the film better for me. I just, the fact that it was a contact lens in his eye, it's so nitpicky, but I did not like the fact that it was a contact lens in his eye. And it was such a small gadget and it was able to record a full day's worth of footage in pretty good quality. If it was a GoPro that was like, or even a tiny, tiny camera, the size of like a 2 by 4 Lego brick that was attached to his suit or even like attached to the bat symbol on his chest... I just, I think that would have been so, that that would have gotten rid of so many problems for me. That would have made my viewing experience a lot better. I know, suspend your disbelief, it's a superhero movie. But everything else in the film feels so grounded, except for that little bit there. And the fact that Batman could take so many punches and he would just get up after it. Except for the part when he injected the little bit of serum into his leg at the end which I know that that seems kind of like a bit random but when you realize that that's them setting up Bane for the future Bane again is one of those kind of a bit more of the weirder characters but I wouldn't mind them introducing him he's not too bad but like Mr. Freeze I don't want him I don't want to see some fella shooting people with ice in this universe MCU DCEU go ahead but in the Batverse this is such a grounded thing. Like, this could be happening in real life. Well, obviously it couldn't. Well, yeah, it, it's so grounded that I, I just don't want them to have the, introduce these random characters. Like, who else am I thinking about? Rachel Ghoul. 
he is he's got resurrected from the dead and all or like fire firefly you know well maybe firefly but not mr freeze shooting an ice gun i think that's just a bit ridiculous i, I could see his motives now like a character with the same motives or kind of just a more grounded version but i can't i just don't want to see a character shooting ice or Clayface. i don't want to see some guy with who can shapeshift into anything you know those kind of wacky crazy villains poison ivy as well someone who can control flowers I just don't want to see superpowers in the universe is what I'm trying to say. No superpowers for me, please. <laughs> I don't want to see that. And Poison Ivy is one of my favorite characters, so is Clayface. But I just don't want to see them in this universe. This, the Batman has kind of kicked me into a Batman phase again. Yeah, it's just kicked me into Batman phase again. And I'm just kind of loving the Batman again. I went, I've, I'm rewatching the Lego Batman movie at the moment. Uh, I'm, well, I'm nearly finished it. But I forgot how funny that film was. It's genuinely such a good Batman movie. It's kind of neck and neck with the Batman. But the Batman is my favourite Batman movie. I've seen a few. I've seen the 1966 version. I've seen The Dark Knight. I, I didn't really enjoy The Dark Knight. I know it's really unpopular opinion. But I think it's overrated. I think that people think that it's this godly amazing movie. When it wasn't really. I, I, now, I, last time I saw it was a long time ago. So. I need to rewatch it, but for me, it's overrated, and it's very long, and I got kind of bored. Same thing could kind of be said about The Batman. I did get a little bit tired. There were some bits with the Falcon story where I was just like, the seats in the cinema were really uncomfortable, so I was like, I want to get off this chair and finish up the film quickly. But then when it did get to the really good bits, when Gotham was flooding and everything, I was like, yeah, no, I, I could, I can withstand these uncomfortable chairs for a bit longer. The Riddler again was amazing. Paul Dano, he turns out to be like this fella that looks like a Discord mod. He's just an absolute loser. Uh, 500 followers, <laughs> please. Thanking his 500 followers. I have 4,000 followers. I'm going to flex on the Riddler. Yeah, he just turns out to be this kind of randomer who... I do appreciate the fact that he is, he's this really intimidating guy on, on behind the camera, you know, doing all these horrible things, but then he turns out to be this absolute wimp behind, and he always has this, there's no scene where you get to see Batman actually beating up the Riddler, which I saw a lot of people say that they would have really liked that, but for me, I kind of, yeah, I, I, I understood why they didn't have that. Um, Barry Keoghan, Barry Keoghan as the, as the Joker. Um, the Joker for me seems a bit, little bit unnecessary. I would have rather they did kind of lesser known characters for the sequel. I'd love to see Two-Face and who else would I like to see? Hush. Hush would be perfect, I think. Hush would be perfect for the sequel. Uh, they obviously have the Penguin. Apparently he's getting his own HBO Max show, which I didn't know about until I was watching a review of the Batman. That's, that's quite odd for me. I didn't, I, I don't know. I just, he is he's meant to be a side character in my mind and he wouldn't really make for a very interesting main character for something but again Colin Farrell absolutely crushed it in this movie he was so good and he put on his his American accent I'm not even I'm not even gonna attempt that because when I'm editing this podcast and I go back I'm gonna cringe so hard listening to it so I'm not even gonna attempt the Riddler's kind of very American accent it I, I really enjoyed it so overall, the Batman movie, it was really good. Again, another gripe I had with the film was the post credit scene. I don't know if, it, if this was in everyone's cinema, but in my cinema, the post credit scene was the Riddler typing a goodbye, and then they played an ad for for the next movie. But like, it was actually an ad. It had text in it. It was the DC ad for the DC Return to the Cinema, or whatever it's called. It was the DC's knockoff of Marvel Celebrate the Movies. There was a clip, there was clips from the Batman in it, and I was, like, we just walked out, we didn't even watch that, my friends and I were a bit, 
kind of annoy, annoyed. But when it did say goodbye from the Riddler, everyone started laughing so hard. So <laughs> that was kind of funny. Every, like everyone in the cinema that waited was like, are you kidding me? Really? But, you know, everyone, everyone thought it was kind of funny. I just didn't like the... I didn't like the bit the way that they showed an ad at the end. I don't know if that was just my cinema or that was every cinema. If that was planned by Warner Brothers, I you know I would have rather absolutely nothing rather than just the goodbye and then the ad for the new movies, including the movie we just watched. So I thought that felt a little bit cheap. Uh, I I don't want a I don't need a post credit scene on every single movie. I don't I don't need a post credit like the like the MCU. I don't need a post-credit scene for every single superhero movie. I'm not one of the people that stay for a post-credit scene in every movie. Like Joker doesn't have a post-credit scene. That's fine. Suicide Squad does have a, the, the Suicide Squad does have a post-credit scene. That's still my favorite superhero movie, The Suicide Squad. And you know, that's a good post-credit scene. Setting Up Peacemaker, one of the best TV shows of all time. So I think that's about it for the Batman. I don't know what else I want to say. I've been talking about it for like 10 minutes now. Oh, if I had someone else now, we'd be going on for ages about this the Batman, I liked Robert Pattinson, well, yeah, when, when Alfred was in the, the hospital, and he, it, it, when he was, like, it looked like he was about to die, I thought he, he was gonna say, like, with great power comes great responsibility, yeah, the whole bit with Bruce Wayne's parents and Falcone, I just didn't care about that as much as the Riddler, I wish, kind of wish they focused on the bit with the Riddler, but I really liked the dynamic between Batman and Commissioner Gordon, so that's about it for my thoughts on the movie, now, something else is going to pop up now that I just forgot about. That's about it for my thoughts on the movie. It was good. It was really good. I love Nirvana playing throughout it. That's a really good song. I'm trying to play it. I'm trying to learn it on the piano at the moment. I haven't touched the piano in two years. And now I'm just... And that song has just kind of convinced me just to go back and try to play it. Because every time that that song played throughout the movie, it was a really good scene. And I just... I just felt blessed by its presence in the movie. It was great. Good film. Best Batman movie, I'd say. That or the Lego Batman movie. Lego Batman movie is best Batman movie if you're looking for fun. And the Batman is the best Batman movie if you're looking for a really good kind of mystery movie. It's long. It is two hours and 58 minutes long. It's a, it is a long run. It's, you know, you need dedication. You need, it's two hours, two hours and 56 minutes. You need dedication and you need to be dehydrated when you go in there because you don't want any toilet breaks. But at some points it did drag like the bit with Falcone. But other than that, it flew by. Great film. Loved it. Slow paced. But, you know, that's not a complaint. That's just something that I wanted to point out. If you're if you're a fan of these fast paced, like the whole film is set in six days. And it's slow and it's Batman gradually trying to find out who's doing this and why. And a few other side stories. So... That's about it for the Batman. I know I said this so many times, but I'm, I'm trying to wrap it up and something else comes into my mind. I want to talk a little bit about the Lego Batman movie and its old sets, which I'm trying to find. I'm trying to buy some of the old Lego Batman movie sets, like Arkham Asylum. That's so good. I love the Lego Batman movie Arkham Asylum set. Um, you know, I'm trying to... This is convincing me to buy the old Lego sets. I'm just kind of going into a, a more Batman phase now, which I don't know if I'm happy or not about but I used to be a Batman guy before I was a Marvel guy. I used to be a huge DC. I used to fight for DC. And then over quarantine, I watched the Marvel movies. And now I'm kind of, I'm a bit of both. As my really good friend Tom says, who was on the podcast a few months ago, he says he is a DC villains guy and a Marvel superhero guy. And I can see why I see that, you know, I love the Batman rogues gallery much better than the Spider-Man rogues gallery. If I, if I'm being completely honest now, I still love Spider-Man, but I was, Batman was with me for a very, very long time. Batman was with me 
since I was like five. So always with Batman. I played the Lego video games when I was younger. Batman has more nostalgia for me. Spider-Man, he's just cool. <laughs> he's just cool. I didn't grow up with Spider-Man now. Uh, I, the first time I actually loved Spider-Man was when I played the games over quarantine, the Spider-Man games. Up until then, I didn't really care about him, you know? But with Batman, I always loved him. Never played the Arkham games. I want to, but again, I would rather spend my money on Lego sets than the video game because I'm not a huge video game person. So I think that I will stick to uh, buying Lego instead of video games. I was tempted to, but they're like 18s and I don't know if my parents would allow me because I'm only 16. But I have two more things to talk about before we wrap up the episode. I don't know why I didn't leave this to the end. Sorry to all of you who <laughs> left because of spoilers but and didn't get to hear this bit, but it's about the Lego Batman movie, such a fun movie. I, I'm watching it at the moment. I literally have it pulled up on the Chromebook now. I was watching it before I started. I'm at the bit where... I have my Chromebook on mute. I'm going to see where I'm at. I'm at the bit where the Joker sends Batman back to the Phantom Zone. There's about 27 minutes left. So it's a great movie. I love how fun it is. And I was thinking, you could pause this movie at any point and it'd make a beautiful wallpaper. This film is so stunning. Both this film and the light, and both the Lego Batman movie and the Batman are two very, very good-looking movies, and I love the both of them. I love both the way they look, and the minifigures are so good. I wish that LEGO would put the same budget that they put into these minifigures, like the Joker getting a new hairpiece and dual-molded arms and printed arms and everything, and the Batman didn't have... The Batman minifigure didn't have that many good printing just because he's supposed to be kind of just mainly black, but he got the new belt piece and all the different facial expressions. But the Robin minifigure was amazing. The Batgirl minifigure was amazing. The All the figures from that wave were just so good. It's like every single figure in that wave and even the builds as well. I just, I cannot wait for the next Lego movie. I cannot wait for amazing Lego sets again. And someone said that uh, Yellowbricks13055 on Instagram made a wave of potential the Lego Spider-Man movie sets. Those would be so good. I would love a Lego Spider-Man movie. Imagine the amount of care and love that they put into the Lego Batman movie, put into a Lego Spider-Man wave. Or even just Lego DC again. I really miss when we used to get loads and loads of Lego DC sets, even just the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, I'm looking at some old sets now, and I, I kind of want to go back. The Lego Two-Face minifigure from that, from that movie was really, really good, and the Clayface was brilliant as well. I'm tempted to buy a Two-Face minifigure. I bought the Two-Face's hair because his hairpiece is brilliant, but then I lost it and now I'm annoyed at myself. So I'm going to try and find it before I order another one. If I don't find it in like two months, I'll probably buy another one. Even if I'm in still, if I'm still on the Batman kick from the Batman movie, if I'm still on a Batman kick, then I'll buy another one. Bit disappointed in myself that I lost it, but I'm, I'm going to see if I can make some, you know, maybe potential Lego Batman mocks. Because I really like building back caves and everything. They're so much fun. I was building a back cave a while ago on Mecca, but it became so big that it made my Chromebook laggy. So I kind of gave up on that. Yeah, so I, I might build back cave again. I love building. I'm so I actually did a good bit of sorting the other day, so I'm proud of myself for that. Back cave or Arkham Asylum. Both are equally as fun. I'd love I'd lo just love some more Lego DC sets. You know, some more big Lego DC comic sets. I just kind of miss it, you know, or just Batman in general. Because as I said, I was a Batman guy before I was anything, really. Before Harry Potter, before Marvel, before Stranger Things, before any anything else. It was always Lego and DC. Not before Thomas the Tank Engine, though. I was Thomas the Tank Engine guy before I was Batman guy, <laughs> obviously. So, other than that, I would like to talk about this week I joined my first Patreon. I am... Um, I always was kind of skeptical of Patreon because I thought that, like, it wasn't really something that people would... I didn't know you could get rewards from Patreon. So um, I was listening to the Abinges podcast, who I mentioned last week, 
and Brandon, the host, said that it was like 50 cent per podcast episode. And I thought that is more than worth it because I absolutely love the podcast episodes and they just bring me so much joy. So I decided to join their Patreon and like in within the first 12 hours, it had already made up the four, I'm on the four year 50 a month pledge, which I think I'll keep going with. It's, I'm so happy to be part of their community now. And they have the, the most amazing Discord server. I asked how to how they, what like what they use to record their podcast because I want to have guests on this. I just don't have a good way of recording them. I had a, a brilliant episode with Buzz Brickier on, and we talked for ages. I absolutely loved it. But then when I went to edit the audio, I was devastated because the audio it was all cut up, and my my one my audio slowed down and then sped back up again, and I was just so disappointed in it. I was really, really sad because we were talking for about two and a half hours and it was going to be one of my best episodes ever. And Anchor, I'm recording Anchor now, but that's just because it's just me and it's easier to import. But Anchor kind of, it just really let me down. I'm I'm just so devastated about that. I was just at home editing the podcast, listened to it, so happy with how it was going. And all of a sudden my audio started cutting off and I was speeding up and then I wouldn't speak for a few seconds and it'd play what I was going to say, but all sped up. And it was just, you couldn't listen to it. It was unbearable. Buzz Bricker was kind enough to say that we could record another episode, but I wasn't, I was just in a bad mood at the time. I was like, yeah, we'll do it sometime. We'll do it again. But just for this week, I wasn't in the mood to record another one. So we're just going to just have, just have me get to talk a bit about that. Anyway, so back on track with the Binges podcast. Um, The host, Brandon, was so kind and he just hopped on Discord call with me for about half an hour and we spoke with podcasting and equipment and he was just he was just the greatest guy. I was playing, <laughs> I was playing video games with my friend, and I was like, I have to go. He's on call. Like, I, it was just a because I didn't check the message. I, I just I don't have notifications on Discord, so I just checked the message, and he was on voice channel, and I topped on, and he was so nice. He was so, I just I just thought he didn't need to do that, but shout out to you, Brandon, if you if you ever listen to this, I really appreciate that. So go listen to the Avengers podcast. I, I recommend it to everyone who likes Marvel. Always, I'm like, guys, listen to the Avengers podcast. Best podcast ever. I absolutely love listening to it every week. Probably the highlight of my week a lot of the times. But now that I have the the Patreon, I get to listen to bonus episodes. And hopefully someday, if my podcast gets big enough, I'll be able to open a Patreon too. But I also have plans to open something else for free. And I'm considering making a discord server actually i'm not considering it i haven't made i have all the channels made i'm just waiting for this podcast to get bigger so that i will be able to have people who can i i I want everyone to i want it to be an active discord server i don't want to open it when it's too early and then have the discord server be very dead but at the moment i have one here and i have loads of different chats set up and i even have a bit for patreon but i'm going to set a patreon in a very very long time it's going to be a while until i can make an actual Patreon with a lot of dedicated people. So other than that, it was, you know, I I had a good week. I have the Patreon made up. Thankfully, Tallis Grain uh, Callum made, helped me to, he just gave it a check. He's a really good, he's really good at Discord. He helped me to set it up. He made sure that everything that I had was okay. So big thanks to him. Thanks so much for listening to an episode of Break the Internet. Sorry that there's no guests on this one. If you have a guest request, if you'd like to be on the show, message me on Instagram. You know, I'm just taking a look at who I can have on the show at the moment. and I'm trying to see who can be on a guest, who can be on the show easily. So that's about it for the episode. I'm going to forget. I know I'm forgetting something that I want to talk about and it'll haunt me when I press the finish recording button. So 
thanks so much for listening guys another successful week of recording an episode i'm looking forward to editing this it's usually a bit of fun just you know cutting up an episode hoping that people enjoy it this episode will be out at half five uh, ireland and england time I don't know what it is, it's like GMT or EMT, whatever. The, I don't know what the letters stand for. But Ireland and England time, I know for the Americans who listen to the show, it's about five or six hours behind. So it'll be about 11 or 12 for you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, let, let me know any feedback you have for the show. I'm always up for feedback. Constructive criticism. I absolutely love using that term because it's brilliant. If you, if you want to let me know anything about the show, what you liked, what you disliked, just please, you know, Hit me up. Just, we can chat about the show. Uh, again, I really enjoyed recording this episode, guys. I hope you had a good time, and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out.